0: does it mean to live with less stuff and more compassion this is the question we aim to answer every week on the minimalist vegan podcast hi we're Marsha and Michael O'Fay the voice behind this podcast and the creators of the blog by the same name do you ever wonder why you're not happy with where you are right now in life and are always saying to yourself I'll be happy when this is called an expectation gap The expectation gap is the distance between where you are right now and where you'd like to be. That space between today and until you get to that final destination is not a fulfilling journey. This is what we explore in this week's podcast, how habits and goals are different, why journaling can be so powerful, how to reset yourself, how to practice gratitude amongst a few other gems. I hope you enjoy this chat. Let's start.
1: So, so
0: one thing it was actually it was interesting when you wrote this blog post. I was like, that's what it's called. Yeah, we're talking about a thing called the expectation gap.
1: Yes, did and you, I wasn't. Did no. you come across that somewhere else? Yeah, I yeah, also- no, no, I did. It, well, that wasn't original. Um, it was it was actually inspired by I believe a James Clear article. Yeah, which um, we'll link to in the show notes. But I remember. It was more. I was reading some content about habits, first goals, which is something we'll break down a bit later in the episode. But um, yeah, it, it, it led me down like a path of researching expectations and how that affects our contentment. Yeah. And uh, it's something that I've had a ongoing battle with. So I thought, okay, yeah, let's actually try and think of a bit of a some steps and tips to address this this expectations of yourself and and, and how it leads to discontentment.
0: So you're more of a habit person. I'm more of a goals person. Yes. Well, which we've discovered. Just well, recently. yeah, yeah. Well, we I, tend I to just, lend well, it ourselves more for those. Like I actually prefer to look at things long term and have a goal in mind. Um, because that's what motivates me. Yeah. But at the same time, that creates a bigger window of opportunity for expectation gap to yeah. to appear. Yes. because that way you're just driven for that goal yeah. you're not really well you're focusing on what you're doing right now but the at the end of the day your plan is to reach that goal and yeah. it's like typically it's a goal that'll make you happy in one way or another or make you achieve something or be more successful or whatever it is yeah so as we were talking off air before like i find that that's my whole life I've always set goals that are out of reach. And I mean, I do reach my goals, but then I set another one or before I reach that one, I've set another one already because I know that it's coming, it's approaching. But I find that I end up just being dissatisfied or that it's sometimes it's like, oh, is that, like I've talked it up too much in my own head Mm. and I didn't enjoy the process of it and that's what i guess that's where really when it comes down to it that's what you should be enjoying that's the that's the juicy bits well like, <laughs> this, and this
1: is the thing like um because you know i think early on in our relationship particularly when i was in real estate i was very goals focused yeah um because that's what the industry taught you it's like you know you you know to, for you to live out the dreams that you want you need to make a certain amount of income and then there's a certain amount of actions that you need to take to be able to get that income yeah and uh those vision boards those targets there was you know the whole thing those paperwork upon paperwork conference after conference about goals and um but what i realize is that um yeah like what you said it was like the the ambition would take over you'd set a goal by the time you reached it, you had two more goals set and um you never really stopped to smell the roses as they say Mm. um so i think um that's when i started really researching habits and behavior and progress incremental gains and all of that stuff because i thought you know that's a journey and i know um It sounds so cliche, I feel like it's like some quote you see on Pinterest or or on Instagram that you've got to enjoy the journey and I think people fundamentally understand what that means Mm. but it's far harder to actually feel it, to actually feel progress right now, this minute, Um, when you're so focused on reaching a goal that's part of your expectations
0: but is a goal typically a feeling or a, like an achievement? Because like the day-to-day, most people, I mean, I can, I guess, only speak for myself. I'm a pretty like, um, like every day is a bit more mundane. I mean, there's highs and lows, yep. but it's like typically just like you know, middle line, Yeah, there's nothing overly exciting about it. But I feel, mind you, though, since we've started working full-time in our business, that I actually like get excited a little bit more about the little things, about moving the needle forward. But I do still get those moments of going, I haven't done enough, I haven't done enough. Yeah. And then when we do sometimes reach that goal, it's like, oh, is that it? But there's so many things also going on that, again, we're on to the next goal. Yeah. It's like you don't celebrate those small wins yeah. enough to actually appreciate what what's happening.
1: Well, it and it goes back to the you know that lead statement that you're just talking about off air is I'll be happy when. Mm-hmm. So um, it you know whether we say this and and verbalize this out loud or if it's something that's more internal but this is this is this is a statement we're telling ourselves all the time I'll be happy when I lose that weight I'll be happy when we move to Slovenia I'll be happy when um you know I have this car I'll be happy when I have this kitchen I'll be happy when I have this boyfriend or girlfriend like it this keeps going on and on and on and on and on yeah and and that statement completely messes with your own expectations of yourself, Mm. not even of others, of yourself. That's actually Mm. a reflection of that. So, um, you know, when we look at our business at the moment, it's, um, uh, you know, we've had a lot of conversations because – uh, you know, if you've been following us for a little while now, you know that we we do have plans of moving overseas. However, um, you know we want to be self-employed when we do that, and things are not progressing as fast as we would like. Yeah. Um. We, again, we are impatient. Yeah, we are very impatient. Um. But at the same time, but it's, it's
0: it's impatient slash unrealistic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, but you know what? But you know what? I think um, having a dream and being a dreamer, which is what we are. Yeah. And a goal around that is also unfortunate to see the world that way mm. because we do end up challenging ourselves in completely different ways. Even if we'd fall short of our expectations, we normally end up in a place of great growth and development and situations that, that end up benefiting, benefiting us, that we learn from. So I've got no regrets about that. I think it's just more about how does one manage their own expectations, if they're impatient mm-hmm. or um, if they put something out in the universe and it's not going to plan, how how do you shift the focus from that, that external motivator to contentment? How do you actually be it's content? Like you... How do you feel content right now?
0: Mm. It's like you almost need to trick yourself, you know, to begin with just to rewire your brain to start appreciating those little things. You yes. know. So as I mentioned before, just the small wins every day. Like actually pausing for a second and going, Okay, what can I reflect on? Rather than just racing through life day by day, week by week, month by month, year yeah. by year, decade by decade. Yeah. You know, it's actually taking a step back and reflecting. Yeah. Because if you don't reflect, then you won't really Pay attention to what you're yes. actually doing yes. and what you've been able to do.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. let's talk about that then, right? So uh, okay, we we have habits first, goals, and we're not saying that if you have a goal, um, you can't be content.
0: Mm.
1: You know, you, you it know, it comes
0: down to the person, really, at the end. Yeah, of the but day. you can
1: have a huge goal, but you you the goal actually drives you day to day to enjoy the journey. Yeah, like. That's really exciting, actually. Mm. Um, so that's the best of both worlds. Exactly right. So, if you set yourself a, the goal to run a marathon, but um, but at the same time, you're having an out-of-body experience every time you train, every time you eat better, to, to feel that progress incrementally, um, I think that's a really great place to be in. Mm. But if you set yourself a goal to run a marathon and... And and then you kind of be in your own head about not being able to do it, for example, or you're not doing that enough. Would be me. You're not doing enough <laughs> towards that goal and it's mm. getting closer and mm. you're starting your chest is starting to tense up because you're not making as much progress as you thought at this time, yeah. Then that's gonna start to create that discontentment. Mm. Um so but but I think habits is fascinating because when you put a lot of your um you know, h- how you feel about success and the habits you're creating. And normally habits are a lot more frequent. They're often daily. Um, it, it allows you to be a little bit more present as a tool because it's more regular. Mm. Um, so that's probably why it is a, it's a good thing to maybe look at if you're struggling with expectation gap, I think, and most of us are, is, you know, is there a way that you can, um, you know, rather than saying that, um, you know, I i want to lose 20 kilos maybe maybe the goal is is that i am going to be the person that goes to the gym three times a week mm. um you know i'm just going to be that person and i'm going to be happy every time i go to the gym because I'm, I'm i'm fulfilling that habit that that promise to myself and you feel and, better exactly and and throw the throw the, the the goal of weight loss out the window and actually just be Mm. that person that goes to the gym and Mm. get contentment from that so you know
0: it's interesting though because i've noticed that you've because you've been eating now one meal a day for two and a half months yep and you've been weighing yourself only once a month whereas previously you probably would have weighed yourself every few days (laughs) yeah and then
1: i want to throw the scales across the room um so i've learned it it messes with my almost oh, swore there. It messes with my um expectation gap. Yeah. You know? Um, because it's it's very target focused. Mm. When I, I get more value and con- contentment going, Well, I, I ate my one meal a day. Yeah. My one one meal today. Yeah. Another day. Yeah. And I feel good about it. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise I struggle. <laughs> and I'm doing it now. Like now I'm I'm doing this little seven minute workout every single day. Um, and again I'm trying not to associate too many like goals around it. I yeah. just I just want just get it done I just want to get it done and feel good knowing that I did it I did it yeah um,
0: You see it's those little wins every day like for instance me I'm now finally slowly getting back into like doing stretching and yoga and I'll introduce meditation at some point as well. Yeah. But it's like, it's just little mundane things like that that can really that you, you'll be satisfied at the end of the day if you've managed to achieve those things. Yes. It's not like I want to be able to do the splits. That's not my goal, but that would be awesome. Yeah. You know, so again, it's the same thing with your one meal a day. It's not like you're weighing yourself all the time. It's just, it's a, it's just a different mindset. Yes. To say, okay, well... That's going to be a byproduct of it, but I don't want to focus on that. Like, you've got a goal every single day rather than a long term goal. So, that that goal, once you've ticked that off the list, then you feel content with it and then you can move on.
1: Or it normalizes, like the habit becomes so ingrained in you that it doesn't, it's It's not even, it's a, (laughs) I suppose, that's the point of a habit. There you go. I don't think about watching Netflix. It's a habit. So, and it's the same thing with one meal a day. It's uh, you, okay. Thank you. So said second, something so obvious, but it's, blo- it's, it's kind of blown my mind. <laughs> I <laughs> can tell
0: by the way that you look to me. Like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: the point of a habit: to not think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: But I think I've also learned that trying to do too many things at once. Oh yeah. Can, like.
1: Oh, yeah, God. can be
0: disappointing, and you can quickly let yourself down and be in a bad mood um, because th- you're just setting yourself up for disappointment and failure. And you, like your expectations are very high. And when you're trying to change too many things at once, that throws out the balance of your day to day routine. Yeah. And it's hard to catch yourself. You know, because I've tried to be like, okay, well, I'll, I'll do yoga and I'll do meditation and then I'll make sure that I, um, I don't know what else. It, there, was a, there was three or four different things that I wanted to do, implement at the same time. Yeah. And I couldn't implement any of them because I'll, it was just too overwhelming and yeah. too much for me to go, okay, so I'm going to start with yoga because my spine's been really sore. That, that was an obvious thing for me to start off with um, to help my body heal and to just to be less stiff because we're sitting in front of the computer yes. a lot more than we're both used to. So yeah it's just those little things and you just you just feel better for it. but if I tried to do everything at once it it just wasn't gonna happen or like I wouldn't be doing even yoga stretching. Yeah, if that was the case, so it's just taking on. You
1: make a really good point. I th- one th- I thing think, at a time. I think that's like um, if you think about why we, you know, any of us take on so many things at the same time, it's probably a product of impatience, maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, like well, I think you've seen just, me do it, right? All I guess the it time. is a
0: product of impatience, but it's also like a a a product of wanting to to shift. Too quick. Well, maybe it is. It's impatience, yeah. right?
1: If you think about all the times where we've tried to do too many things at once, it's because you 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 feel that if you just put in more effort or time, that you can achieve all these things. And. Um, but
0: what do people not have much time? Yeah, know, on and this their is and this and is and this is time. like um,
1: I've got to write an article on this mental minimalism. <laughs> um. I like that. But um anything it, attached it,
0: to the word minimalism
1: yeah, you like. Yeah. Yeah. Minimalism is a great word. as, as evidence in our podcast episode last week about minimalist aesthetic. But um yeah in the I name think, of
0: half of your course. Yes.
1: <laughs> but I think um, you know, when we talk about minimalism, we associate it with physical possessions most of the time. Yeah. Um or we associate it with relationships or events in your calendar, but this mental part, um, I think, is, is you know, to, to be able to think simply, I really admire people who are able to think in a fairly uncluttered and simple way. Mm. So, th- they're, they're, it's but like that. do you the,
0: feel like they're complacent?
1: No, no, no. What I mean is that, like, um, like, you know, even people who are high performers who are able to just think ruthlessly about the most effective things to do in life and 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 sort of have the mental strength to block out trying to do that's my biggest to trying to do too many things yeah i know (laughs) but like you know um you know uh like one one of your teachers uh miraji is you know you know even though he's been talking since like what the age of what six six or yeah. eight i can't remember. um incredible six. speaker but you know and he talks a lot about um peace and contentment but you could tell you could tell he he thinks fundamentally he communicates fundamentally and he thinks fundamentally mm. and it's like some people just really good to, to say like you know just focus on these things and don't worry about the rest mm. and but normally they are people who are pretty patient Mm. And and I think where you and I, and maybe if you're listening to this, you find yourself in this trap all the time, is that when you want to get from A to B so fast and you have the confidence to be able to do so, that's when you start trying to take on too many things. And then mm. meanwhile, your expectation gap is just piling on top of each other. Yeah. And then you're just not under your own expectations. Mm. Um, and then that's when the discontentment starts to seep in. mm but if we' just if we had a bit of mental minimalism, we could have simplified that initially
0: mm.
1: <laughs> it's getting pretty intense <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, nineteen minutes, in. yeah, um, but yeah, do you get what I'm saying, yeah, and I think I think uh look guys this this podcast is really a therapy session for Marsha <laughs> and I at the moment, but um yeah, I think if if we look at yeah that's that's our mentality is that it's Impatience and thinking, having like a self belief that you can do all that stuff, that's like the trigger to then take on too many things, and then before you know it, overwhelm kicks in.
0: Well, I think it's when you have a goal and you want that goal to come closer to you. Yes, you go okay. Well, how much stuff can I squeeze in in a small amount of time to make that happen as quickly as possible?
1: And you know what? Can I? And we
0: do that all the time. I know,
1: but I also think that's like um. That's also like maybe a bit of this this hustle culture that's happening at the moment as well, mm. um, you know. And I'm not saying it's just a thing now. It's always sort of been there. But you know, um, you know, every reality TV show, um, like a talent show, or um, entrepreneurs at the moment, or athletes, or anything where people have achieved a lot of professional success in their field um there's always like a story a narrative of like hard work and i've been grinding it it out and i've been hustling and you don't know where i've been and
0: like if someone says oh you've just been lucky they want to backhand them (laughs) exactly
1: so when we hear all these heroes journey of all this work and effort and all this stuff it's like well
0: They make it sound so negative. It's not like they've actually enjoyed the process most of the time. Well,
1: but it's also like, I think if you're on the other end consuming that type of content, you feel then that that you should be grinding and doing all this stuff and you therefore increase expectations. But meanwhile, a lot of those journeys took far longer, Mm. far, far, far longer than they ever anticipated. Yeah. More often than not. Yeah. And that's probably the part. So it's like if we you don't think
0: something's going to take you two years, yeah. it'll be like 10. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. So, But that's the part we don't hear about often because mm. it's not... It's not interesting. It's mm. not sexy. It's not attractive. Yeah. Oh, it just takes a really long time. No one wants to hear that. Yeah. You know, uh, every time but you they, turn on the they, television, they're, they're trying to sell you, to you to exactly. a drug to fix things instantly. Every yeah. It's a pill.
0: But they wouldn't want you to say, oh, it took me this long and this long and whatever because then that's off putting to other people that want to enter and be like, oh my God, it took this person 10 years to just have the courage or to get good enough to be able to apply for this talent But imagine show. if
1: everyone had that patience, then the expectation gap would be less because it's like if you expect for things to take longer than what they're going to, and then you get there sooner or it allows you to actually enjoy the process a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Um, One other thing that we were going to talk about was resetting and bouncing back. So if something doesn't go as well as you imagined it to go, it's like starting from scratch but also with more optimism than if you didn't reset that.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, when I look back at the article that I wrote about this contentment thing, it's like, um, and and apologies for for those who are not uh, really that into sports, but um, I'll just take something like tennis. And I, I just really marvel at the ability of, the player's mindset to be able to, like, let's say they just lost a point, a really important point that they should have won. But to see their, you see it in their face, them trying to just like hit the reset button. Mm. Like just trying to focus on the next point. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I say this because I think with the expectation gap, if you're not careful, you can just beat yourself up. You can completely... Like, that
0: didn't go as planned. I should and, just give up.
1: Yeah. Or you hang on to it. Yeah. Like, you know, your boss gave you feedback that you didn't think was valid or something, right? And then you can hold on to that and it just...
0: And carry it through carry and it, have that. Yeah. See, that energy and that feeling can really do your body a lot of damage because I've been there. Sure. As to how holding on to something how problematic that can be
1: yeah
0: um and so i think it's really important to learn how to let go of stuff even though yes like if you need to talk it out if you need to punch it out like go yeah. to do some boxing or something or whatever it is but just get it out of your system but
1: this is the thing i wanted to talk about is like what are some different examples of resetting you know because let's say that you are holding on to something like your spouse is driving you crazy, your boss is driving you crazy, you're not reaching a goal that you want to, and you need to just you know, you just need to kind of just whoo, well, I think hit the reset so, button, reboot okay, on so your computer. What
0: I do, or what I try and do, is look at the bigger picture, yeah, and think. I used to do this a lot and say to myself, or try and remember to say to myself, will this matter next week, in a month, in a year, in 10 years' time? Yeah. And kind of get perspective on what's annoyed me or yes. what's gone wrong. Yeah. And think, well, is this actually that as big of a deal as I'm making it out to be right now? Yeah. And that kind of puts puts it into perspective whether or not you really should just let it go and move on.
1: Yeah. Well, I find that like... um uh i think exercise like yeah. being like really engaged in some physical activity um mm-hmm. is a good way to immerse yourself in something and sort of um release those endorphins and that tension at times i find music um, yeah
0: but see to me they're kind of like short quick fixes so for instance if you are thinking that you're going to get a promotion mm. and you have a meeting with your boss You go in there 110% positive that it's your time to shine, to be acknowledged for all the work that you've done. You go in there and they introduce you to the someone that's about to take the role (laughs) that you're about to get. Yeah. Going home and exercising or like listening to music ain't going to do anything for that. True. So for me, I mean, as I said before, like thinking about it, will this matter? In this scenario, yes, it probably will matter. But at the same time, what I would think about is, well, what's the positive that could come out of that situation? Yeah. Like, can I... In many times, I and you've heard me say this a million times in the last decade, is everything happens for a reason. Yes. I mean, I know it's so difficult to remember these things in the moment. Yeah. Because you're fuming. Yeah. And all you want to do is vent. And it's healthy to vent, but not to the point where someone on the other end is about to bury you because they can't stand listening to you whinging all the time. Yeah. Um. So, vent it out, talk it out, even write it out, journal it out, like do whatever you need to do to get that out of your system. But then start thinking, okay, well, that didn't happen. Maybe my team doesn't value me as much as they should. Or am I getting ahead of myself thinking that I was ready for that promotion? You know, there's so many different things yeah. that you can talk to yourself about going, okay, well, that wasn't, maybe that wasn't meant to happen. Yeah, and that happened for a reason for me to learn this valuable lesson, whatever that possibly could be.
1: Yep. No, I think that's yeah, that's solid. That's um, I yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought about it that way, but I think yeah, you do need to go deeper, and I think.
0: I mean, it's um, difficult. I mean, I I I haven't met anyone that like so is so zen within themselves that can do something but, like that. But isn't but, it
1: interesting though? from my experience, um. Being in that situation uh, is probably the root cause of having high expectations in the first place. Yeah, of so, you
0: thinking that you were yeah. ready or that you were um, that you deserved. Yeah, the the, so, um, so, the promotion. So
1: let's let's talk about gratitude then, because I think, um, you know, yes, it's it's, it's one thing to to you know hit the reset button but even before that how can we and we hear this all the time you need to practice gratitude yeah gratitude 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 yeah you got to appreciate the moment yeah you know you got to enjoy the process um and i think if you're listening to this podcast i think you have you, you understand that it's like it's like you understand that it's a positive thing to eat more Fruit and vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a good thing for your body. Yeah. And I think we all kind of get the idea of gratitude. Um, but implementing gratitude and feeling grateful is a different thing altogether.
0: Especially in certain moments in, when you need it the most.
1: <laughs> well, this is the thing. We're going around and it's like a kind of like a, yeah. a vicious cycle of, you know, uh, if, if you had... Gratitude.
0: Well, if you practiced it in the load, like when. But the if you practice gratitude you, yeah.
1: as a habit, link yeah. link back to one of the other things we just said. Yeah. Then, you would reduce your gap. Your mm. expectation gap would be far less. Yeah. Because that's you'd be true. too happy and 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 content on what's happening in life. Um. You know, to to feel that that expectation gap get wider and wider and wider. Right. So. Um I I would love to spend a you know a few minutes just talking about gratitude and like real practical gratitude like how 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 does one start to actually uh, if 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 you're listening to this and you heard that gratitude is a powerful thing um you know how how does one practice it I I can go first um I'm a reflector so you you made this point before but I, I'm, you know... Oh, you love to talk. <laughs> I I'll love to talk and I love to reflect. You probably picked that up on this podcast. That's probably why we're doing a podcast. Um, but, you know, even, even sitting here right now on the microphones, talking about our expectation gap and ways to address it is helping in itself. It's clarifying in itself. Yeah. Okay. But if you're not... Don't have your own podcast to be able to, to do this... Um, I've found that in the past that journaling has been incredibly powerful for reflecting uh, and coaching yourself. Yeah, so Michael,
0: but we've all heard this before. I,
1: yeah, <laughs> I know. But I'm, I'm trying to really break this down. And it's like, you know, when I... Um,
0: but is there something, okay, rather than just writing things down, Yeah, is there something else that can help people stop themselves in the tracks of going down the path of negativity and resentment. Let's stay on journaling though. Okay.
1: Let's stay on journaling because I don't you see what you just did? That's what what a lot of people think. D- journaling, yawn, I've heard it. But until no, you I get until it. you do it, until you do it and you do it consistently. Well,
0: see this is the thing. You're creating another thing that almost seems like But
1: you're creating a habit. You're creating yeah. a habit that's going to serve serve you to have perspective, right? Because, okay.
0: So, what's harder, a habit or a mindset shift?
1: But but you need a habit to condition your mindset. Okay. So, yeah, can I give yeah, you an example?
0: You, you're kind of like you're saying, I'll do step one to follow step two. Can't you just skip to step two? But then that's <laughs> you being
1: impatient, right? <laughs> so, impatience is another trigger of expectation gap. Yeah. Because then you're going to be trying to do too many things at once. So, it's like... I think okay, so getting back to the journaling thing, right? And I think you know, I'd I'd encourage anybody who's struggling with expectations to try it and and how to get started in journaling, I didn't follow like a blueprint, but I treated journaling like um why, every- why
0: don't you journal anymore? Sorry? Why don't you journal anymore? <laughs> because I do so much
1: writing <laughs> and reflecting. Because what we so do... So, you
0: kind of journal without yeah, journaling. because what
1: we do, because we're creating so much content at the moment, it's kind of like I'm journaling. Yeah. Right? So, like, I write an article about the six benefits of blogging and I'm getting high off that stuff. Like, in terms of how cathartic it is for me um, and bringing me back to the appreciation. Since writing that article, I've literally felt more gratitude for blogging again. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, and and that's the point. What I talk about with journaling is like, uh, you know, I'd encourage, and I've got another article with, with, you know, called, you know, How to Write with Intention Every Day to give you some triggers and some frameworks. But I'd encourage you to sort of like, if you write an entry, like, don't just write anything. Try and like pick a topic and give it a title and punch out even a paragraph or two. Make it focused. Um, But
0: wouldn't journaling, benefit from situational
1: no here I, it's not just situational so journaling for me why it helps gratitude is that because when you reflect
0: on what like what do you reflect? anything okay
1: on? so I would reflect on an interaction I had with an employee or an interaction I had with a customer, an interaction I had with you, I would reflect on progress that I had towards a goal. I would reflect on a yeah, new... So situational I would things. reflect on a new business idea. I would reflect on how I'm going to deliver, um, tell my mum something, I have a tough conversation with my mum. I would draft an email as part of a journal. I would use it for whatever I wanted to use it for. Mm. But... I, but it's
0: what's going through your mind at that point in time. Correct. Yeah, because the way that you made it sound was that you know, write a heading, it's like you're about to write something that you're pulling out of your behind.
1: No, 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 no. It's definitely things that are happening in life. But I found that um, even when you feel like you don't have much to write, even if you just challenge yourself to like, you know, um, you know, if you're going to like, uh, you need to get a present for somebody. Like brainstorm it be like you know what are five coolest presents you can get for your friend's baby or whatever and then like just jot it down like just practice writing in general but i mean what i'm basically trying to say is that like yeah like how journaling has helped me is when you reflect when you i've found that reflection has helped me pull out what is good in situations mm. than rather what is bad in situations so it gives me so that clarity. you
0: sit there and you hate hate right things down you're kind of reflecting you're being a bit sort of
1: looking for the opportunities like always like you're assessing the situation yeah assessing the situation right and and that's why i think it's really powerful
0: okay but i think that also the way that you've been journaling is the way that your mind is conditioned
1: yes you're right
0: so so like if you were journaling (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's put the journal in front of me yeah (laughs) okay see what comes out yeah um, but
1: you're right. I'm an optimist. So look, I, I will say that as a caveat is I'd, I probably do find it naturally easier to try and look for the opportunities and what well, could I have done better? Like I'm probably more likely to ask that you're question. you
0: as you said yeah. before.
1: But then if you were to journal, what tell me, what, what do you think? I that mean, like?
0: I'd probably just brain dump all of my emotions and feelings about the situation. Yeah. But then I'd also try and workshop the best thing to do moving forward rather than reacting. Yeah. I would um, process it before I would react. Yes. In a positive way. Yeah. Rather than saying at, th- at the end of my journaling session, this person's going to, you know, get what yeah. they asked for. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I think it's um, it's definitely a positive thing, but it's just a different style of getting... I guess, almost to the same place. Yeah. It would be like 90% negativity, then finishing it off with a 10%, you know, punch of positive positivity. Yes. Whereas yours would be like a 70, 80% positive and 20%. But possibly this is what went wrong here. Or yeah. like this person slightly annoyed me.
1: <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? Um, And... Because I think I'm so deep into this uh, like personal development stuff, I kind of maybe overlook some other things. I know that there's like apps and like pre-filled journals. Uh, I forgot I their was names. That day one app um, that you were using? Oh yeah, for a but I use day one. But what I'm talking about is that like there's you know for a while there there was all these like actual journals people were selling, and they'll give you writing prompts. Um, to sort of force gratitude, like to force it front of mind. So, what are of the course. three? Um, I'll I'll link to them in the show notes. But it's like you know, what are the three things you're grateful for today? So oh, then that, that will guide that you. Stuff. It will guide you to that. And and look, you probably listened to this. You probably maybe you've done this and you've had some level of success with it. Um, I just I just found that for me personally, I liked it to be more situational and fluid when I was journaling. I
0: mean, and, and I think that that's probably how most people would associate gratitude journaling with. What, what's the first thing that comes to their mind is like, okay, well, let me write down all of the things that I'm grateful for. Yeah. So And what, we did, we did this rain. exercise
1: yesterday, but not in writing. Yeah. How, how did you find that?
0: Good. I mean, I think it's important it feel to awkward? do those things, but it doesn't come naturally to me.
1: Um, so, yeah, just so you know what's, what we did is um, before we started working yesterday, um, I, I, I just started talking about what I'm grateful for. And then I asked Marsha to explain what she's grateful for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, is this going to be like super lame or... But it actually felt pretty good. Yeah. Um, to actually just take a moment to just think about what you're grateful for.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it could be the the simplest things. Literally having all of your limbs, having a voice, having eyeballs, having a roof over your head, yeah, being able to eat whatever you want, whenever you want. Yeah. It's all of those things that a lot of us take for granted unless we see someone that's in a lesser opportune situation than we are to go, oh, I'm so lucky. Like I'm not in a wheelchair or... You know, yeah, those things. you know, we watched yes. Slum Dog Millionaire the night before. yes. and you know it really shows you like that movies quite realistic as to how the slums in India actually look like. yeah and you just go, oh my God, like these children literally have to beg for somebody else they might even get their eyeballs taken out just so that they can get more money because they're now blind but mm. someone else has inflicted that on them. Yeah. And they n- literally need to kick into their survival mechanisms from the d- the day that they're born because yeah. they they need they literally need to survive day by day. Yeah. So when you compare what do, you, what, what do you what do you think of got. that
1: what do you think of that comparison gratitude that sort of is that a healthy thing because look i you know my, my i think
0: it's a healthy thing but it's a it it, it gives it you perspective. quickly gives you perspective because like,
1: my my family is from ghana west africa right so and you know when i went back there for the first time it was an incredible experience i loved it but there were some moments that were quite confronting yeah um you know, being just the environmental situation uh, that people are in financially and, and things like that. Um, but, you know, and I remember the perspective certainly gave me an appreciation mm. um, and it it gave me a, a level of gratitude for how hard my parents had worked to give me and my siblings an opportunity to be in an Australia and to live the yeah. lives that we do and um, to sort of... Um, not really attack life, um, as much as I could based on the opportunity they've created was kind of disrespectful. So it gave me a lot of motivation, but I, I also thought I've also wondered and you know because not everybody has that perspective naturally, and they haven't exposed themselves to that and and um it, I just I just it, you know maybe it could be a motivator for you depending on who you are and what your background is. Um, and what exposure you've had to that, mm. absolutely, that could be a, a point of gratitude. And I've seen it firsthand. I've seen people move, change environments, you know, um, you know, getting a second chance at life, you know, being an orphan child and then getting a family or coming from this country of, of war and then coming to a, a country of harmony. And like that environmental shift has created so much gratitude in their life and the expectation gaps quite low as a result but if you haven't had that experience Mm. um i don't know i'm not i'm not saying it's right or wrong but you know i don't know if it's actually going to be valuable to maybe think of that you know um my mom always used to say to me when i was unhappy or something she's like this do you know how many people are starving right now i don't have food Mm. And, and like, you're, you're complaining about this. Mm. You know, it's like... <laughs> um, and it, it, it was quite powerful, but again, it just comes down to your situation.
0: I think I sometimes actually just think about the fact that I should be grateful. Like, because no one can control what situation that they're born yes. into. And just being literally grateful for the fact that you were born into a situation where you've never had to think twice if you'd be able to eat tonight or not. Yeah. So...
1: Or could, that, we, could we even go deeper? I think you're even deeper. You're more just like, I'm alive. You know, like... And yeah. and again, that might sound a bit trite, but it's like fundamentally to be...
0: Mm. And not to be an animal, you know, like yeah. being alive and being a human in 2019. Yeah. It's very different to if we were alive 100 years ago or if we would be alive in 100 years. Yeah. Um, you know, being born a dog or a cow or a a sheep that lives on a factory farm or, you know, yeah. any of that type of stuff. Yeah. So it's there's so many different angles to put yourself into this situation of gratitude. Yeah. That really there's a million things that you can say that you can be grateful for to just bring you back into the satisfaction of day to day living.
1: Absolutely. And and one one last thing I want to add about gratitude um, is another thing. Might sound a bit woo woo, but every now and then I catch myself just looking up um, at nighttime into the stars. Oh yeah, and it's just like, man, if there's a way for you to just sort of like, like who are you? Like, mm. we're not so, even a day old. We're not. The- <laughs> we're not even a speck of anything. Yeah. Right. When you think about our role in the universe. And mm-hmm. um, I found that gra- grounds me a little bit around expectations as well. Yeah. So, anyway, I hope that like us pulling apart gratitude a little bit has given you a few more layers to how to practice Just to it. Just
0: lower that expectation yeah. gap for yourself and, and be grateful for the process along the way. Yeah. Um, because typically... That's the part. It's a mind game, really. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's you You're doing it to yourself. No one else is doing it to you. Yeah. So, just catch yourself and, and really start appreciating the the mundane things, the just waking up in the morning and being alive and, you know, even your work,
1: mm. you
0: know, what you're doing. Just try and find the positive in it.
1: Yeah. Um. And then maybe, yeah, see if there's some things you can make a habit to practice gratitude, you know, like, um, you know, it's, whether it's coming together with your spouse and talking about what you're grateful for or with your family or Mm. giving thanks, um, you know, putting that energy out to the world, but consistently. Mm. Um,
0: but if you're in the, in the realm of, of business, self-employment, impatient is going (laughs) to be your worst nightmare because that's, um, we've both been self-employed on and off for a long time now. Yeah. Even though we're only 31, but that's always been my biggest issue is just having impatience to get to somewhere faster, and also have expectations of what that's going to look like, yes. or feel almost like you're deserving of it because you've put in this effort and energy and whatever that you that you deserve. Yeah, And, and th-
1: the thing about business, which is interesting, because like, um, you know, if you think about your health and, and committing to your health, um, whether it's through nutrition or exercise or mental health, it's like there's a certain amount of effort you can put in and um, kind of expect some sort of result mm. from that. Um, but I was telling you the other day when we went for a walk, the challenge of business is that uh, the market decides whether you're valuable or not. So it doesn't, it doesn't actually matter. The market mm. doesn't give a shit about how much you've worked or how much effort you put in or how creative mm. you are, right? Um, so it's still the huge variable in there that can drive you crazy as an entrepreneur. Um, and that's why it's even more important to sort of celebrate the small, the small wins and, 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 and things along the way because you really can't control the outcomes. And that really messes with the expectation gap. If you're not careful, mm. yeah, yeah, that
0: could be a whole episode in itself talking about business and the expectation gap of, of how, how tricky and hard that is. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll leave it at that because sure. I don't think that we'll want to be talking for another fifty no. minutes about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you and see, have you? just even realize now listening to us that you've got a massive expectation gap of wanting something to happen sooner and not actually appreciating what you, what the process is, what you're doing right now. Yeah.
1: Are you And the way to test is, you know, are you saying to yourself, I'll be happy when? Yeah. Fill in the blank.
0: And that's hard. I mean, I'll admit, I, I do it all the time. Mm. Like two things now, I'll be happy when... We've moved to Ljubljana Mm. and I'll be happy when I have my space and my own kitchen and, you know, can start doing my cookbook. Yeah. Those are the two things that I keep thinking like that would be my happy place. Yes. But I keep having to bring myself back to the point of saying, writing a cookbook is no walk in the park and it's not like it's going to be grueling, it's going to be hard, it's going to be, you know, it's it's. I sometimes make, I fantasize about things to make them out to be something that they're actually in reality not. And I think that this is where the problem is with social media is that people always put out things that aren't actual reality. And so to a lot of people, it can seem that that's, that's what it looks like. Yeah. You know, the picture them cooking and stirring things in the kitchen with their beautiful apron and, you know, I love those images yes. and I want to be in those images. But is that the reality of what recipe testing and, you know, hitting deadlines and no, is that what it looks like? <laughs> no. Um, but you also still want to represent a beautiful component of that. Yeah. So, it's this balance of like being real with people, but also wanting to create something that's beautiful and aspirational. Yeah. So, it's it's tricky.
1: But it's like, can you find a way to appreciate the the messiness, the, the zigzagging and yeah. the, the trial and error of creating yeah. recipes. photos. Well, again, photo- yeah. it's mindset. It, it's like, yeah. okay,
0: that flower didn't work in that cake. Yeah. It's all right. It's a flop. I'm going to learn from it and try it again. Yeah. And move on from that. Um, You know, that shoot didn't go as well as I planned it to go. I wasn't happy with the photos. What could I have done better for next time? Yeah. Reflecting. Yeah. You know, journaling if you need to. But um, I think that that's... But it's 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 tricky mm. because you want to be in that wonderland, you want to be in that romantic story that you kind of see other people in. Yeah. But you've got no idea what their reality actually is. And I think is. and I think
1: it's important to hold like to not get rid of the the dreams and the the whimsical nature and yeah. and wonder of the world. I think that's actually mm. so important. But it's just how does one balance that?
0: Yeah, because I think it's important to strive for that and actually create that for yourself. For sure. Like if you, say if you don't if you don't dream, if you don't yeah. dream that, then you can't manifest something that could absolutely. actually be a reality. But you got to yeah, you got yeah, to balance it out of 50-50. Like okay, in in certain moments, yeah, it might be like that.
1: The sweet spot I think we both agree is yeah. being able to have the dream, yeah, but enjoy the present. Yeah. And I have absolute gratitude yeah. for the present. And, and, and not
0: feel like, you know, it's like almost oh, is putting... this it? You know, yeah. like when you reach the dream and go, oh, it's yeah. not as exciting as I thought that it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we should end it there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So reach out if you if you have anything you want to share with us or any realizations that you've had while listening to this chat. Um. Yeah. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up?
1: Nope. 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 Thanks for listening. Um, we still yeah.
0: managed to make it an hour long.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know how we did, but um, yeah, make sure you check out the article as well because it breaks everything down and in, yeah, in, yeah, some of the specific steps that you know we've tried um to use to reduce the expectations. Yeah, uh, of we'll ourselves. pop it in the show notes. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode, and um, yeah, we'll see you again next week. See you later, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Interesting topic, isn't it? I think we got a lot out of this one, even though we record these things for you guys, but as Michael said, a lot of the time they end up being a bit of a therapy session for the two of us. So there's a lot of nuggets in there that I'm sure that you will really enjoy and and pick up and, and hopefully implement into your own life. So for the show notes, you can pop over to our website, the forward slash zero one nine again that's com slash zero one nine all right i might just leave it there for this week if you have any questions as i said before please feel free to shoot us a message email us get in touch with us on social media whichever way you can find us we're pretty quick to reply so but don't hold me to that one um so yeah reach out we'd love to hear from you and as always we'd love for you to share your thoughts on our podcast You can leave a review on any of the platforms that you're listening to this podcast on. That really helps other people um, see what our podcast is about and, and if they should tune in and it helps us rank a little bit higher. All right, well, you have a wonderful week and we'll speak to you again next Monday. Bye.